What's happening, friends? Let's get another weekend. Good, solid, productive, entertaining week. What do you say? Come uh, on, let's do it. Thank you. Morning, studio. Morning. Hey, this week would normally be pay your taxes week, like the tax deadline. Oh, but it got pushed back. But it got pushed back. So April 15th was it. What even is today? The 12th? So, to, so it would have been this week. Uh, they moved it to May 17th, so now you have a little over five weeks. I do my taxes as soon as they come in. I'm just weirded about, don't want to forget, so I do them. But Raymundo hit me up last night and was like, hey, for the first time ever, tell him what happened with your taxes. Yeah, so, uh, well, I had to file with my wife. That was a one time, first time ever doing that. But then uh, usually I get money back, and I, I don't know if I did some math wrong or something. I owe the government money. I have to actually pay money now for the taxes. How much? thousand bucks. Why do you think that is? Uh, I'm guessing uh, stimulus. Um, is stimulus? Stimulus is not taxed. I didn't of. think it was taxed. Yep. So that's one incorrect guess. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I also did some unemployment stuff just because I did have a little bit of a cut. So I did that, and I think that might work against you as well. Those are the reasons I owe $1,000. I'm so confused. <laughs> Ray goes to jail from this segment. And then I don't know, my wife, maybe she doesn't pay taxes on some of the stuff that she does. She does some outside contract okay, work. Now we're getting to it. <laughs> contract okay. work. Yes, and, and now we're getting to the real reasons. <laughs> Can I throw something else at you maybe? Yeah. I would assume you got you made a little money off of Vacation, that song that you did. And I don't think I paid taxes at all. The you only don't. time you pay, this is how celebrities get in tax trouble. Willie Nelson? Right. They get money, full check, no taxes taken out of it. And then they don't take ever take taxes out of it. Our job here, they take taxes out of it before they give us a paycheck. So we don't have to worry about that. Imagine, though, if they gave us the full check, all taxes in, and you were responsible for paying your own taxes oh, back. We'd all you would all trouble. go to jail. We're all in jail. Everybody's in jail. We're all in the clink. There's no way we can handle all that. Ray, I think that's the issue. Your wife working, no taxes taken out. Vacation, no taxes taken yep. out. I don't know why you got unemployment. But hey, that ain't for me. <laughs> None of my business. Hey, you did. <laughs> I never knew you not to have a job. But hey. Uh, What's wrong with you? Well, Scuba, is there anything you want to say about that? I see you shaking your head. It all feels funny, huh? I honestly don't want to touch up the 10-foot pole. Yeah. I know what he's talking about. Um, all right, we'll yeah, leave it there. We'll leave it there. All let's, right. let's, I have nothing to do with this. Hey, Ray, nothing. I think it's all the money that you got that wasn't taxed. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And I'm like, how long I got to pay this back? When are they going to come knocking at my door? Well, here's what you can do. You, first of all, like I said, you have until May 17th. And secondly, you can keep filing extensions. On paying it back. But you have to file that extension. But you have to file that extension. And I was thinking, funny bit for the show, oh, see boy. how long I can go without paying the taxes oh, to the government. Oh, you mean, yes. okay, I like this. You mean, no, yes. I, don't, I don't like this. I'm not yes. here. Do it. We, we hold off until the feds come knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, right? It does not feel good. There are a lot of segments that feel good. This is not one of them. All right. All right, let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. All right, this one says, good morning, studio. I'm a fairly new listener. I live in Seattle. I was wondering what made Amy, Eddie, and LB know that their move to join you in the radio biz was a <laughs> good one. Sounds like everybody had normal jobs before you met them. And they risked it all to do a radio show. Also, if Ray's from Michigan, how did he end up on the Bobby Bone Show? Thanks, Melissa. This is an interesting email. It's about us. Yeah, good question. Uh, you want to go first, Eddie? Amy's, sure. uh, Amy's not here. Let me. She's out. She'll be out this week. Uh, I met Amy at a Culver's restaurant and just thought she was random and funny. <laughs> and we became friends before. And I was like, hey, why don't I don't have any money to pay you really? But why don't you come be on the radio show? And then she was selling granite, and she left that job with her. And she's told this story in the air. Her boss was like, "Oh, you'll be back here, and, and we'll have a spot waiting for you." Because <laughs> he didn't think that it would oh. succeed or right, whatever. Right. So she never worked in radio. She came over here to hang out with me, and now the rest is, as they say, history. That's Amy's quick story. Eddie, what about you? Um, I mean, I was working for a TV station as an entertainment station, and you, I guess, had audition to be part of that station as like a VJ, almost like just introducing videos, right? And I was a producer, so they teamed us up, and we just became co-workers, and then, what well, we worked there for about two years, did a, did a couple shows there, and then that company went under, but you and I just stayed friends, which is cool. We just played golf all day, and then finally you got the call to come up to, to, to move to Nashville, 
and you said, hey, man, I'd like for you to come with me. How much How much would it take for you to come with me? And I was making no money at the time. So I'm like, hey, let's just do like $10,000 a year on top of that. And I'm going with you because you just had that mentality that you were never going to fail. So you were so confident in everything that you did that moving to Nashville and my wife was pregnant with our second son. I'm like, this is to me a no brainer. It's going to be a fun adventure. Bobby's a winner. We're just going to go and see how it how it goes. And like they say, the rest, rest is history. We should end them all like that. <laughs> the rest is history. That's true. Eddie and I did a, a local show, and we eventually it got pulled from the air because they thought we were too risque. Uh-huh. Us. Well, that's kind of why I like fell in love with you in, in that sense oh, of working with you. you. I you know, like you, working with you was great because we were always in trouble. It we was always, always like, trouble. hey, hey, let's try this and see if we can get away with it. And we did until we didn't. And then they, and they wanted us. to see all of our notes and all of our jokes before we went on the air. Uh, lunchbox. Uh, I met Bobby at a bar on 6th Street. I was uh, working at Jason's Deli as a delivery driver, delivering food. Were you in San Antonio doing that or Austin? I was in San Antonio doing that, and I just was at a bar on 6th Street in Austin for something and met Bobby, and he was like, look, man, we got to, we're trying to, you know, we became friends, and then he was like, you know, we could use you on the website, get a lot of women to go to the website. That's and- not true. Why are you lying We already? did that. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> However, it's funny. Here's the first Lunchbox story that I remember from the show. Well, we did meet at a bar. All that's true up until the women on the website <laughs> part. The, fir- the first time you came in, I was like, hey, we have this this women's rugby team coming in. You remember this bit? Yeah, and I oil wrestled you them. You arm wrestled them. Oh, oh I thought See, I oil wrestled them. See, this is why What's you can't. With your memory? No, you arm wrestled them. <laughs> Man, I, th- I, th- I had oil wrestle in my mind, but maybe I didn't. And one after one, <laughs> they just dominated them. Because he's not strong. I mean, skinny. He'd be like, big boys, I will be killed. And they just whooped his butt every time. But he would still talk so much garbage. And I was like, this guy's hilarious. And so he moved back, lived with your parents? I moved back in with my parents. I was making less at the radio station than I was at Jason's Deli delivering food. And I looked at it as I had no idea what radio could do. And so I was like, you know what? I'll be here six months. It'll be fun. And then I'll go off and be on The Real World and MTV. And that'll be it. And it'll be fun. I'll say I was on the radio for a little bit. And, you know, 18 years later, the rest is history. (laughs) The rest is history, as they say. (laughs) Lunchbox, the first year and a half on our show, we were so broke as a show, we didn't have an extra microphone. Yeah, he had his point, and I had to go stand. He'd go walk over to the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, and stand over the shoulder. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so that's Lunchbox's story. Raymundo, the question was about you uh, being from Michigan. You want to talk about how we met? Yeah, I mean, the Michigan thing, I went to school in Texas college, so that's how I ended up in Austin. Bones was in Austin. I was in a building, a radio building, and I was doing a sports show. I was just an intern. Had no idea the Bobby Bones show was in that same building until one day I was sitting in the lobby and there was a commercial that aired, and I was like, dang, that's Bobby. The Bobby Bones show's in this building? Six months later, I met Bobby, and he ended up coming on the sports show. I ran the board, and you were the host. And we worked together for that time, and then I interned with the Bobby Bones show, and the rest is history. Ray was an intern, and Ray used to whip the interns into shape. He would give motivational speeches before they would go on. At like 4.30 in the morning, they'd all be gathered around. He'd be like, okay, guys, you got to go in. You got to sell out. You guys want a job in radio? You got to prove you're ready for that job in radio. And most of them loved him, but there were an occasional person that was like, why do I keep getting preached at by another intern? <laughs> I mean, he's the same level as them. <laughs> but, hey, dress for the job you want. That's, right. That's what he was doing. I'll never forget the first time I met Ray. We were barbecuing at your house, and he came over with his friend South Beach. And I remember specifically thinking, what, what is, is this guy? This guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the first thing I thought of. I'll never forget it. And I still think that sometimes. <laughs> what is this guy? And as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> that's right. Hey, thank you for your email. That's a little walk down memory lane. Close up the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. If you want to reach out to us and hop in the mailbag, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. It's the good news countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go. Number five. Here's a guy people are calling husband of the year. A Colorado woman made a spontaneous decision to shave her head without telling her husband about it. Uh huh. And then she surprised him with the brand new look, and here is his reaction. I shaved it. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. Do you like it? Yeah. I think it looks I really you good. I do that. I love it. I love it too. It looks really good. V likes it. Hey. I feel like she was a bit fishing. For him to get irritated. But he, he said the right thing, though. 
It's tough sometimes. Yeah, but he did it. Hey, husband of the year. I can get down with that. Number four. A new survey found more than half of America has donated money to a good cause during the pandemic. 56% of us have donated to charity in the last 12 months, and one in seven people have volunteered. Show of hands. Who's don- <laughs> I've donated. To what? Uh, PetSmart. Every time I check out at the checkout dog food, I give $2 to the pet, whatever fun. So, boom. Eat that. Oh, and I did uh, St. Jude. I donated to their space campaign. No, we all donated together as a bit. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh, so then that's where I donated. I'll yep. accept See? the dog one. No, you want to accept the other one? No. Because oh. we had to do it as a bit. Eddie, did you have you donated? I've donated. Yeah, a few things. Okay. Yeah, foster a foster organization I work with. Donated to them. Say no more. Raymundo? Yeah, Eddie's foster organization as well as Lunchbox's Kid Power, both of them. Nice. Look at you guys. See, yeah, that's my man. point here. Have you volunteered? Mm. <laughs> Hold on. Volunteered virtually. I've like spoken at a couple things. But then that's good. You didn't get paid for it. Volunteer. That's yeah, it. but I, but not. I don't go to places. I'm about to. I got both my shots now. Yes. Um. Other you gonna say if I donated? Yeah. But volunteer, no, I know you donate. Volunteered virtually a couple of times, but I've really limited my exposure to folks because I never want to give somebody COVID. Right. No, this year's been weird to volunteer for mm. things. But thanks for asking. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm so, I think we've all checked out the <laughs> on this list. We did. That's good. Ha- we did good. Hey, team. Nice job. Yay. Number three. Ten-year-old Eden Gross has created a song that is raising money that she's donating to charity. She wrote and performed the song herself. It's called Shadows on the Wall, and it's about the stress that young children have been dealing with these days. You see, there's nothing there at all, all the things that you're afraid of are just shadows on the wall. Heck, that's better than about half the top ten of country music right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. Good job, 10-year-old Eden Gross. It's just shadows on the wall. See, you already remember One, one more time. Actually, a pretty good song. She wrote that song too. Really good. Yeah. Okay. Next. Number two. A guy in Kansas went to buy groceries for his mom, so she didn't have to go to the store at all. And while he was in there, he decided to buy a lottery ticket, and uh, that won seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> because he was like, I, "Mom, I got you. I don't want you to go to the grocery store and and catch COVID." And while he did it, seventy-five G's. Man, that's a good story. Here we go. Number one. A little girl in Pennsylvania was choking on a chicken nugget, and her eight-year-old brother saved her life. His name is Jackson. They were in the back of their dad's car when it happened. He says he knew what to do because he saw John Cena do it on a Nickelodeon prank show called The Substitute. But he learned it from John Cena. Here is Jackson talking about that. It made me feel scared. I thought she was going to die. But then the thing came into my mind. I told my dad to pull over. Then I started to pat her back. I feel like a hero so much. So shout out, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Good News Countdown. Bobby Bonshaw. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Tim McGraw announced a deluxe edition of his album, Here on Earth. It will have six new songs in drops on April 16th. He released one of the new songs that will be on it called God Moves the Pin. Way up there on a small town water tank Carved in an oak or tattooed on the skin Love moves the heart God moves the Jennifer Nettles is releasing an album of music inspired by Broadway musicals. It's called Always Like New and comes out on June 25th. Here's one of the new songs called Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Clay Walker announced a new album. It's called Texas to Tennessee, and it will be released on July 30th. It will feature his latest single, Need a Bar Sometimes. I'm 
I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A little girl in Boston is celebrating her birthday this year by giving back. Layla Burgess was adopted out of foster care when she was eight months old, and she's using her seventh birthday to collect basic necessities for other foster kids. Her mom, Colleen, says Layla was curious about what life is like for other children in foster care. And her mom said, well, they actually arrive with nothing, just clothes on their backs. So there she goes. Being a young kid, she put word on Facebook. She started collecting. Now she has close to 200 bags worth of basics, like an outfit, pajamas, toothbrush, toothpaste, stuffed animal, or a book. And they're given to nonprofits who work with these kids and the families who take them in to foster them. Yeah, that's great. Tell me about that, because you have two foster kids. Mm-hmm. I guess they don't come with a supplies bag, huh? They come with absolutely nothing. And so as foster parents, you sign up to be a foster parent, but you don't know when when you're going to, a child is going to arrive at your home. So a lot of times you're not prepared. And for sure us, we were not prepared. So when we got our foster kids, we had nothing. And I remember running to Target or whatever to the store to get toothbrushes, uh, diapers, and everything we can possibly think of because they literally came with nothing. Sometimes a trash bag with maybe a teddy bear and things like that, but really none, none of the necessities. Because the first, because you have siblings, but you got the baby first. Yes. And so when they give you the baby, uh, do you have to like go to the store before you get to the baby? So the only thing I had to buy before we picked up the baby was a car seat because that's the one thing they say like, oh, you're going to be taking this baby home from the hospital, so you need a car seat. So that's the first thing we bought. And then once we got the car seat, we're like, well, the hospital gave us some diapers and some baby bottles and things like that. But other than that, we had to get everything that you need for a baby once well, he got home. But what was the time heads up on it so you can get a car seat? Uh, one day. 24 hours. Mm. 24 hours. So my wife had to go to the hospital and spend 24 hours with the baby just so he can get acclimated to her. And that's when I was kind of like scrambling, going, buying this here and there while I, we went and met her at the hospital the next day. Your head was spinning, right? Oh, my gosh. We couldn't believe what was happening. And I remember that you were like, I don't know if we should foster kids. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was my wife. My wife has been wanting to foster, adopt for years and years, and I've always been that roadblock of just like, man, our life is pretty good. Like we've gotten to a point where we have two kids, and I think we've we've got it under control now. She's like, I think this is exactly why we need to go to the next level and help someone. And so, she talked me into it, and then we got our foster baby. And then probably what two two weeks later, we get a call that he has a a, a, a half brother, and then we're like, oh, babe, oh man, that's two kids. I don't know if we can take two kids, but we finally decided to do it, and it's been two years later, Bones. Two years ago, we got them. And I mean, we're still waiting. We're still waiting no, on the court system. Not that. And how do you feel? Do you realize you were like, so wrong? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't believe that I thought that first off. Now, you know, I remember when before all this happened, I closed my eyes and thought like, well, what's my life going to be like with four kids? I cannot imagine that. Now, when I close my eyes, I'm like, I can't imagine my life without these two kids. So, I mean, that's the greatest thing I've ever done and we've ever done as a family. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. And now time for a very parental segment. It's called Eddie the Dad. <laughs> That's the baby. All four of the kids. There they are. What happened? Okay, so I told you guys a few days ago that the boys were having a book fair at school, and so they took $20 straight out of my wallet and said, book fair's here, we're going to go take your money and spend it. So they got 20 bucks with between the three of them? <laughs> no, between two of them. One of them's in middle school, the other two in the same school. Okay, so the oldest and the baby did not take the 20 Correct, bucks. it was just the two middle ones. Got it. So they go and they get their book fair money, and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to buy a book, and that's it, and they'll bring me back change. No, they spent all the $20. <laughs> of and course they did. Do you know what they bought? They bought two books, Great. which I expected. Great. One each. Two posters, one of them of some Ferrari, a girl sitting on a Ferrari. Oh, and you know, an, another, They were selling a girl on a Ferrari at the book fair? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she's not, like, naked or anything, but she's just, there's a girl standing in front of a car. And she I'm in like, a bikini or anything? Yeah, kind of. <gasps> at a book fair? I mean, kind of. She's, like, in a dress, but, but yeah. So then there's that, and then my other son gets a Derrick Henry football poster. Fine, whatever. And then they both come back with these necklaces. And I pick them up and like, what are you wearing? They have these silver necklaces with tiger tooth, like a tiger tooth on it. And I'm like, how much was that? <laughs> They're like, I don't know. I'm where's my change? No change, Dad. We spent all the money. So at the book fair, they got a book, a poster, weird posters, and tiger tooth necklaces. 
The weird thing to me is that they're selling necklaces at the book fair. Necklaces? I mean, it's a book fair, and they got posters, necklaces. Who knows what else they were selling? Deck of cards? Uh, <laughs> dice for craps? Who knows what they're selling over there? What'd you say to them? I, mean, I was like, okay. I, no, I didn't tell them anything. I told my wife. I'm like, I think next time $20 is a little excessive. Send them with five each. That way they can buy a book, and we'll call it a day. What'd you say to them about their necklaces? <laughs> I mean, they, they're so proud of their necklaces. All I said was, look, uh, take care of them. Don't break them. Don't, if you guys are going to ru- a rough house or whatever, just put them in your shirts. Your foster son and your biological son, they, I feel like they're just a duo. The best of friends. They, they fight like brothers. They love each other like brothers. They stick up for each other like brothers. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. They're inseparable. And your, does your oldest ever have to watch all three of them? He will leave him alone with the two middle ones. So he never watches really the baby by himself. But if we're just going to go to the store real quick, he can stay with the two with the two middle ones. And for, for the most part, they, they, they stay out of trouble. He does a pretty good job. Would you ever leave your oldest, your biological son, who's 13 now? 13. If by himself at the house overnight? No. Not yet? No, not, not yet. I mean, he does stay at the house by himself for a few hours while we go do things, us as a family, and he stays alone. And then we get back, and it's like college. There's popcorn all over the floor. He's been watching TV for two hours straight. He's not ready for a whole day. <laughs> that is another episode of... <laughs> the fact that you tickled the baby there on purpose to get <laughs> that did. laugh. They did. Hilarious. <laughs> On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jordan Davis. I want to bring Jordan on. You may know Jordan from a bunch of hits. And I love the guy. The only reason I'm bringing him on is because I feel like I love him so I can give him a little bit of crap. Okay? By the way, Jordan, hello, my friend. What's up, buddy? Okay. <laughs> Let me remind people. Uh, play me a Jordan Davis hit, please, Ray. Used to be almost so close. It's over out of the blues. This is the hey, I think we need to talk. And it ain't me, it's you. Okay, so that's almost maybes, and here's Singles You Up. If he ever singles you up if he's ever Got a bunch of hits. Let me tell you, I'm going to say it again out loud just so everybody knows. I love the guy. <laughs> like, I, Jordan and I could hang out, no problem. Uh, Jordan, now... Uh, what? Now, now I'm, getting, I'm getting nervous now. <laughs> well, no, it's not nervous, and, and I, you didn't do anything wrong, but I was on um, Cameo looking for Raymundo last night because he's on. And I type in, I see which one of my friends are on Cameo. And I type in country music. And I see you pop up on Cameo. And I'm like, look at Jordan. I will never, ever tell somebody not to do something to make some money. Especially like your fans demand it. I think that's awesome. But I saw you charge $100 for a Cameo. That- no, I, no, 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 no. That, that was from, we started a Cameo to give proceeds to the hurricane in South Louisiana. Oh, am I about to feel real bad about this? <laughs> I Hold got him. <laughs> okay. All I saw was Jordan Davis, $100. Okay, is it? No, no. Okay, go ahead. All, pro- all proceeds are given away off a of cameo because I'm, I'm all for that. Like, I do not, especially like the time we've been going through, I'm not about charging high numbers for cameo, but I've, I've never made a dime off a of cameo. Well, I am the, as Charlamagne would say, I am the donkey of the day today. Is there anything else you'd like to talk well, about? I would us? like to, okay, I'd like to tell people to go get a cameo from Jordan Davis because I've never yeah. seen it worth more. It's perfectly worth that money. Because, so they, <laughs> such an idiot. So they buy a cameo from you, you send them a message, and then after that, the money goes to good causes. Is that what you're saying? So yeah, yeah, we started it with the hurricane relief to where now we will give it to whatever charity or whatever we're feeling needs some financial help. So but no, that is not for profit, I promise. Uh, listen, if it was, I wouldn't care. I was just going to say, I thought 100 bucks was quite the ask, <laughs> but it makes sense yeah. if it's for a good cause. Okay. Yeah. Well, I kind of hate me right now. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um No. What, but what did I Man. expect from Jordan? Of course he's going to be a right, good guy. Of, of course. course. <laughs> I, let me hear. I could take that. Man, I was nervous. Right when you were starting that, Bobby, I was like, oh, man, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> let me hear some here. Jordan's cameo. I send you a message. Congratulate you on a beautiful little baby boy, Nash. Uh, Y'all are in for a lot of fun. Uh, it's so amazing. Watch him grow up. And, uh, and, and he's sweet on his, too. <laughs> <laughs> donkey of the day. <laughs> I'm the donkey of the day. Uh, Jordan, well, crap. Um, good. I'm, I'm happy about this. Well, how many cameos is he doing? Hey, like, yeah. Are you, 
Are you doing a so lot we've, of cameos these days? N- no, we've backed off. We were doing a lot right when the hurricane hit. Uh, but I mean, like y'all say, that's a that's a big ask. So I, I really don't get a ton of requests. Well, now I feel worse because now he's lonely and no one's requesting him. <laughs> I know, man. Now you salt on a wound, Bobby. Why don't you have to open that back up? Can I tell you about Jordan for one second? <laughs> yes. Like, great guy. His wife's an attorney. Really? Yeah. Like, it's the perfect balance. And I also, but Jordan's like a super, I was making about Mount Rushmore of smart guys in country music. And Matt Stell, you know, med school guy, yeah, got his guy. master's. But Jordan Davis is like studying all this, like saving the world, resources. Like, what was your degree at LSU, Jordan? It was environmental science, uh, majored in resource conservation. And that's what wow. he was going to do. He literally, that was his life. He was already doing it. And so on the smart yeah. guy, we only have two smart guys on it right now, Matt Stell and Jordan Davis. But on the smart guy, Mount Rushmore, Jordan's up there. I always thought Jordan just it. played music and hunted and, and played golf. But he does that. <laughs> and that's it. And did cameos <laughs> for a crazy price. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, your song is now uh, top 15. It's moving at a good pace, almost maybes. I'm going to play this here as a way to apologize for uh, this this call, waking him up and harassing him. Tell me about this song, Jordan. Tell me, Just give me a fun fact about it before we play it. I'll say the first line of the song, I have one say goodbye in a Baton Rouge college bar. That's 100% a true story. Bogey's, Bogey's Bar in Baton Rouge got dumped. Wasn't fun. Wasn't a good night. <laughs> there you have it. Picture that. This sad yeah. guy. Very yeah. giving. <laughs> humble. All right, Jordan. Appreciate you. Thanks for taking our call. Hey, thanks, buddy. We'll talk soon. I feel worse about myself. <laughs> You're all right. You didn't whatever know. to put him over. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. The question is, do you have a leftover problem? Because a survey found that 61% of respondents said they always put leftovers in the fridge, but they don't get around to eating them, which happens to us a lot. Caitlin will cook. There's only two of us. Sometimes she cooks too much. And sometimes I don't get to all of it. She rarely eats leftovers because she'll make something that I'll eat for a few days. But if we go out of town, we'll come back. I swear to you, there's chicken's been there for three weeks. <laughs> it, it, it expired, and then we just won't get rid of it. It's like now it's a game. It's a waiting game to see who's going to get rid of the chicken. So we definitely have one. But what about you as far as you have four kids? Four kids, you would think that we wouldn't have a problem, but we do have oh, a problem. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, because every dinner or whatever, the kids are like, no, I don't want that meatloaf again. So then we'll have a new dinner. Next thing you know, that meatloaf has been in there for, what, two weeks? I just learned the hard way that leftover soup is not meant to stay on the kitchen stovetop. What do you mean? Well, Kayla made this soup that I love. Sure. I have named it Bobby Soup. What else would I name her? <laughs> so she she made it, and she's like, hey, it's ready for you at lunch. I think she was going to to the grocery store or something, and it, it was there, and it was warm, and it was in the pan. The stove wasn't on, but she left like 20 minutes prior. So I had me a little bit. It's left on the stove. I was like, let's eat it later. About four hours go by, and she's like, hey, the soup's still on the stove. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to eat it later. She goes, it's, it's four hours. It's bad. Oh, it goes bad on the stovetop? I didn't and, know that. And, and I was like, what? It's on the stove. She goes, the stove's not on. <laughs> she goes, it's the same thing if you left it on the counter. Oh. And I was like, oh. So about six hours later, we had to dump it. But I learned a lesson. Good, just and you'll never do that again. Just because it's on the stove doesn't mean it's warm and healthy and ready. <laughs> uh, more and more guys are into painting their fingernails. See, I told you. You're the one I was talking about in the tease. I told you. And I don't know if I'll ever do it because... Now I'm thinking, like, well, what are my kids going to be thinking when I have, like... Who cares what your kids think? What do you, you mean? really want to do it... <laughs> that's the most important thing. No, if anything, it would show them <laughs> It would show them they can be who they want to be. Yes. And there's no judgment. Right. I, I think... When I say who cares, I mean, they can't... They won't care in a bad way. But, dude, listen. When I pick up my kids from school and I'm blaring some Def Leppard, they're always like, Dad, turn that down. So what am I going to do? Like, Def Leppard and fingernails? They're going to be like, oh, my gosh, Dad, you're embarrassing us. You know, a few weeks ago, you tried out sunglasses for a week. Yes. And it turns out... It's not for me. Right. Why don't next week you wear paint like three of your fingernails on one hand? Just three or all of them? Has to be all. I, I mean, most... I mean, I'll go all of them. Okay, or if you it. want, just like, what three? Then I'll look like a, a major league catcher. <laughs> okay, do do all your fingernails okay. for next week. And I get to pick the color or whatever? Yeah, they all, just right. all have to be... They can be different colors. Okay. Just paint them all next week. All right, week. you got it. You want to do it. We want you to do it. This is finally that push. I do, I do, yes. Uh, Trader Joe's employees say here are five underrated products you should try if you go to Trader Joe's. One, chocolate, whole milk, fair trade cocoa. Indian style flatbread. Do you guys like Indian food? Yes. Love it. I would get sick of my stomach so from it. So good. Maybe it's the spice, the curry stuff, right? Yeah. 
uh, buffalo style chicken poppers, five seed almond bars, and buffalo ranch chopped salad. It's a low carb kit with six grams of carbs. I'm trying to find that healthy non carby stuff, but also like bananas. A banana is basically a big carb. I know. I didn't know that. Till it's recently. a good. It's good. But bananas is. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the worst of the of the fruit. Science now say you can judge people by the taste in their music. So you can now. I've always done that. I know, but you haven't. You weren't supposed to. But thanks to research, these questions could actually help you answer whether you maybe were compatible with someone because you both vibe to jazz or you don't like punk and they do. And so. The weirdest music taste on this show is Mike D. For sure. Who Mike Hardcore D's, punk. Mike D says, like, no words ever. He doesn't talk much. He is the backbone to this show, him and Ray. And Mike D's hardly ever on the air. But that guy goes into mosh pits. Like, there'll be some punk show at a gas station, and he'll show up and mosh and eat Laffy Taffy's <laughs> for three hours. <laughs> the weirdest thing. And then what's the very best surprise you can get in life? Now, we're talking about... Surprises that happen occasionally, mm-hmm. right? What's the very best one? Because I have the top five. I like when uh, you someone you haven't seen in a long time just shows up and yep. surprises you. Mm. Visits, family Surprise visits. visitors, family and friends is at number four. Nice, okay. Mm-hmm. At number five, it's an engagement, which happens yep. to everybody at least once. At number four, surprise visitors. At number three, getting a tax return. Oh, well, that's always nice. Sorry, Ray. Yeah, I'm the opposite of that one. Yeah, well, this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, surprise parties. Okay. You like those? No, not really. I do. I do, but I always feel awkward like, oh boy, why is everybody here? Oh no, they they didn't want to come, did they? Um, We forced them to come and now they felt... <laughs> Which isn't true. I do like everybody there, but that's the guilt that I feel. No, that's not. That's just something in you. That's not true. Oh, and, I think I know number one. What is it? Baby. No, randomly finding money. In your pocket? Yeah. Oh. The best. That is the best. Uh, the worst surprises are getting a bill that's higher than you thought it was going to be. Oof. The worst is like car tires or refrigerators, stuff that you have to have, but you hate having to spend money on a it. Big because expense. You don't, you don't feel like you use it every day, even though you do. Like <laughs> using it is not like a, but you have to have it. I'm at number two, late fee on a credit card. Next up, a pet has an accident mm. in the house. There you go. That is your pile of stories. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. In North Carolina, they have an award called the North Carolina School Hero Award. People nominate people that work at the schools, and then they go into a pool, and they vote, and they elect a winner. Well, Raymond Brown is a custodian. He was nominated, and he didn't win. Didn't win. And the parents were so mad, they started a GoFundMe page to let him know how much they care about him and appreciate everything they do for their kid's school. They raised $35,000 wow. in president. He's and probably glad he didn't win. <laughs> He's like, yeah, who cares about a hero award? Wow. $35,000? That's crazy. Good for those parents. Good for him. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. In a minute... Lunchbox calls someone. They put a rug on Craigslist. Yeah, red, red rug for sale. And so they, they think people are going to call about the rug they're putting for sale, but there was a dog standing on the rug, so he tries to buy the dog. <laughs> so that, that call comes up in a few minutes. It is now time for the morning corny. Amy won't be here again this week, so I'm filling in. And so are you guys. Oh, great. The listeners. Oh, uh, <laughs> you No, that's like, okay. what? Uh, I'm like, I'm going to go jalapeno business. Uh. The, the listeners are. Here we go. Hit it, Raymundo. <laughs> The Morning Corny. I just wanted to share a uh, corny joke with you. A morning corny, I guess. Why do pregnant horses run faster? Because they have more horsepower. <laughs> All right, that's it. Love the show. I get it. I mean, yeah. That's corny. Yeah. Works. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> we appreciate her calling. What was her name, Raymundo? Shout her out. Jennifer from Indiana. All right, Jennifer. All right, let me do mine now that I have for you. The Morning Corny. What generation is Forrest Gump from? What generation is Forrest Gump from? Gen A. (laughs) I like that one. Gen A. That was The Morning Corny. Gen A. Gen A. Inside of rejected segments last week, Mike D said, hey, why don't we call somebody on Facebook Swap or Craigslist and, you know, they have an article up, but we don't want to buy the article. We want to buy something else in the picture. And I hated that I rejected that segment. Thought it was good, so Lunchbox actually did it. So you found a, a Craigslist ad for what? A red rug, just like in a living room or dining room, whatever room it was. I don't know, but it was just a red rug and there was a dog sitting on the rug. And so I called the lady in Oregon. 
in Oregon yeah. to see if she would sell the dog. Yeah, I ask a couple <laughs> questions about the rug, and then I get to down to business about the dog. Here we go. Hello? Uh, hi, is this... Yeah. Uh, this is Jason Gibble, and I was on Craigslist, and I noticed that you had that beautiful red area rug for sale, and I was calling to get some more information. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a great rug. Um, What do you want to know? I just was wondering the exact dimensions of the rug. Okay, it's like six by eight feet. Yeah, the rug caught my eye, but then there was something else. There was a little white poodle in the picture, and I really thought the pu- poodle was super cute. Oh, baby Babette. She is super cute. Oh, Babette, yes. I mean, she was just so cute and I was like, oh man. So I was wondering, you know, uh, how much for the dog? Well, the dog's not for sale. It's just the rug. The <laughs> listing says it's like area rug. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't include the room. It doesn't include the dog. It doesn't include the sofa. Just the rug. What if I said, you know, you said 300 for the rug. How about I give you 1000 for the dog? <laughs> No, no. Only the rugs for sale. <laughs> Come on, are you interested in the rug or not? <laughs> no, I do like the rug, and it seems like the dog really likes the rug. And you know, I'm Jason Gibble, businessman making business deals, trying to get that money. So when I when I see things, I get I get you know excited. I got a lot of money, so I'll give you fifty thousand dollars <gasps> for Babette. Oh, I'll my. take the rug and the lamp. Look, look. I don't know. I don't know what you're playing at, but I don't really have time for this. <laughs> you know what? Goodbye. Good luck. Find another rug. Oh! Wow! She turned down the 50K. And she said, hang up. Click! (laughs) That's funny. Good job. Good bit. That's a combination effort effort there. Good bit. Good bit. They put out a list of the best 90s one-hit wonders of all time. And this isn't some writer who just decided. Thousands and thousands of people voted on this. What do you think is the number one... 90s one-hit wonder. Eddie? This is fun. My, I first went tub thumping because I love that song, but that can't be the biggest. And I had to make sure that it was in the 90s. Let's go Macarena. I'll say this. Tub thumping was honorable mention at number six. Okay, good. From Chumbawamba. But I get up again. Didn't ever gonna keep me down. I get knocked down. But I get up again. Didn't ever gonna keep me down. Macarena comes in at nowhere on the list. What? Whoa! No! People, what are they thinking? No, no Macarena. Macarena. Lunchbox. Man, there are so many on my list. But there's only... So Who Let the Dogs Out is huge, okay. huge. Love that song. But that wasn't the one I w- I don't know if this is a one-hit wonder, though. That Wonderwall by Oasis? <laughs> no, not a one-hit no, wonder. Massive band. Okay. Many hits. See, that's why I just have it kind of scratched out. I was like, ooh, they may be bigger than what I think. And then, I will walk 500 miles and I... I don't know the name of the song, though. Uh, to fall down at your door. What is the song? <laughs> so, we'll walk back. Number five is going to be Semisonic Closing Time. Oh. Want to take me home. I know who I want to take At number four, The Proclaimers, I'm going to be 500 miles. Yeah! At number four. Number That's four. okay. I still beat you. Yeah, I beat you. Still no beat list. you. Beat your butt. And, and my honorable mention. Yeah. yeah. What about... Oh. What else do you have? I have... Summer Girls. Oh, LFO, that was a jam. Didn't make it. That's a oh, great one. The, the O-Town guys! O-Town had a, a few hits. Oh, they, they were did. great. Oh. What didn't make it also that I loved was Blue. da ba dee da ba da da ba dee Not in there? Mm-mm. Morgan, were you, were you born? I was born in 93. So when you were like two, what was your favorite song? Well, I mean, I'm thinking, and I'm pretty sure this came out in the 90s, it was Baby Got Back. I think it probably so it came out in the 90s. Not on the list, Ooh. but a great one. It, wasn't that a one hit, though? You didn't sure, have yeah, another sure. one, right? Buttermilk Biscuits, but it wasn't. <laughs> buttermilk Biscuits. Da, da, da. But the way she, what she's talking about, Thong Song has to be on there. Cisco? Yeah. Oh, Let no. me see that. Th- oh. Thong, 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 thong. Number three is Deep Blue Something, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Oh, well, that movie was from the 80s. And I think I what else do you have? You're over there flailing. Right said Fred. Oh, I'm, I'm too, too sexy. sexy. Jam. It, I didn't pick these. I loved I'm Too Sexy. Uh, <laughs> I loved I did. I loved it. I, I bought the tape. <laughs> I bought the whole album for one song. Wow. Uh, uh, number two, Natalie and Brulia, Torn. Ooh, it's oh, it's so good. Fine, I'm torn. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. I'm 
We have to sing it high. <laughs> we can't sing just sing like it normal. And number one. I got it. What? Spice Girls. Wannabe. They, they had more one hit. Oh, they did. Eagle Eye Cherry saved tonight. Two become one. Uh, Eagle Eye Cherry didn't make the list. A great song, though. Ah. Only hit. Uh, number one is a slow song from The Verve called Bittersweet Symphony. Oh. funny how the 90s are the big thing to talk about now and here's why because the people talking about it now are in the place to talk about it like the people that were affected by it right like there's a reason because we have money to buy concert tickets now why do you think 90s tours are killing it oh wow because the people that actually have the money to go to shows now grew up in that era that makes sense that's smart thinking i didn't think about all that well there's your one hit wonders if you have one that we missed i mean we didn't we just threw some out there but that was this list go put it on our facebook page we appreciate that. Here's a one-hit wonder. His name is Luke Combs. I'm just kidding. He's had 100 in like two years. A lot of people were asking me what I did because I went down to Florida and if I wore a mask or not, even though I've been fully vaccinated. So my rules were if we were outside and we weren't near people, I didn't wear a mask. If we went inside of a place, I wore a mask because they're not still 100% sure if you can carry it even if you're vaccinated. So I wore a mask. But I tell you, I saw a couple of fights down there about masks. Because of masks? Yeah. Because the store, listen, a store has the right to say don't come in if you don't wear, not wear a mask. <laughs> How many times do we have to say yeah. this? <laughs> like, if you don't believe a mask, that, that's on you. But if a, a private business or someone's home says, hey, here's the rule, we have to follow it, right? <laughs> we went inside some bookstore uh, at somewhere, on one of these beaches, I don't know. And it said, hey, we would like you to wear a mask if you come in, so please wear a mask. We wear, wear a mask. Happy to do it. Go in. They go up to this one not wearing one. They go, ma'am, uh, we require you to wear a mask. He goes, well, I don't wear a mask. I don't believe in them. And they go, well, we don't believe you should be in the store then. <laughs> nice. And then it was like a little standoff. <laughs> and I was like, you and Caitlin are just well, watching this? I had, you know, like the old, ooh, ooh, ooh. How they go to their gun to put their hand on their hip. I had my phone on mine. ready to record it <laughs> in case they got a little ugly. <laughs> Here's a voicemail we got last night. Hi, Bobby. I am a fifth grade teacher. I had a question about new students. So I know that you moved schools a lot. And uh, I was just curious how you would prefer a teacher to approach that. So I have a bunch of new students that are coming back from virtual and to in-person. And I've been asking them, do you want me to introduce you to the class or do you want to introduce yourself at recess? I'm just curious what you think about this situation. That's a great question. We had to move around a lot as a kid because we either couldn't pay rent or got kicked out of places or moved. I went to Jesseville School, Lake Hamilton School, Mountain Pine School, 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 and went to some schools multiple times just because we kept having to move. We'd have to leave the trailer on the hill and go to an apartment, go to a so that being said, I've been through the process of when they open that door and you have to walk into a new classroom and all eyes are on you, it is not fun. Because they walk in, and you're like, all right, this is a new student. My advice would be just to introduce them, but don't make them talk. Eddie, I know you're new here. Everybody, this is Eddie. Uh, Eddie, say, tell us about yourself. Don't do that. Mm. It's, it's a combination of both. Acknowledge there are new students here because they're always going to be nice kids that will go up to them at lunch, at recess, and go, hey, man, I know you're new. And you're allowing that to happen. And I would say, hey, this is this is Eddie. He's new. This is Mike. He's new. This is Lunchbox. He's new. Um, if you guys see him out, you know, tell him hello during recess or lunch. That'd be great. So I would say let the class know, but don't make them get up and do something. That's a good question. It, and it, good answer, it, too. It's terrible. How I, long did it take, like, in a new school for you to kind of, like, figure out your place and your friends and all that? Three to four weeks. Oh, that's a long time. It's a long time because you feel lonely. And especially if you just are, are kind of a, a loner kid anyway. It's tough to make new friends. It's tough to just find your clique of people, mm-hmm. you know, especially at that age. All right, here is Blake from Georgetown, Texas. Hey, Bobby. I just wanted to say that I'm a 25-year-old listener, and I, I love you, and you've been an inspiration to me. And I geeked out a little bit when my first son was born on your birthday. My wife thought I was crazy. I thought it was the coolest thing that my son shared a birthday with Bobby Bones. Anyway, just want to let you know I'm a 25-year-old listener, and I do care. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that, bud. They all keep coming in, you know, younger I, and younger. I have a theory that nobody aged 21 to 25 care about us. Your theory may be bunked because we're getting a lot of calls. I don't know. I just don't think we're cool <laughs> to, like, juniors in college 
to about 26 or 27 when you start to go, uh-oh, I'm an adult. Uh. We have this gap. We have this black hole that we kind of fall in where nobody cares about us. Um, let me do one more. Here is, uh, let's do voicemail number four, Raymondo. Hey, morning, studio. I was in my hot tub tonight, and I listened to the Bobby cast about Scuba Steve, and he had so many interesting stories. Just crazy. So I kind of want to dub him the most interesting person in radio. Thank you very much. Yeah, Scuba Steve came to the house, and I did a whole hour-long interview with him. He's our executive producer, and he is the most interesting guy in radio. You can go listen to that on the Bobbycast. Just search for Bobbycast wherever you podcast. Also have a great one we put up this week with Casey Bethard, who wrote half of Eric Church's new album. Just great. Love that podcast called The Bobbycast. I do want to get to this alligator story. Because Lunchbox sent it to me last night, and I was kind of blown away. Lunchbox, tell Eddie this story. So there was an alligator in South Carolina. They killed it on private property, 12 foot, 445 pounds. And they're like, "Wow, I wonder what's inside this alligator. So they take it to the butcher, and they open it up, and they find turtle shells. Of course it's going to eat turtle shells that's in the yep. water. Okay, spark plug, bobcat claws, a bullet casing, and... Five dog tags, including huh. one belonging to a pooch who disappeared 24 years ago. No. I, wow. Bullets, too? Spark plugs? Looked like he was just trying to get whatever. Like, they hung this alligator up, and it's next to a guy. I mean, it, think about that. It's like 12, almost 13 yeah, feet big. tall. And it's a massive alligator. Wow. The alligator will now be turned into steak, summer sausage, and jerky. <laughs> What? I never had summer sausage alligator. What about the cowboy boots? That's not in there? Just a massive predator, they say. It, yeah, crazy. That I wonder what he ate that the spark plug was in. <laughs> the car, dude. Well, because the, <laughs> his stomach obviously digested whatever else it was. Yeah. And whatever those dog tags were made of, that there was a, 24 years ago. Well, there was a dog attached to that dog tag. That's what I'm right? saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm not talking about the animal, too, but like the call, like that, whatever it's made of. That lasted 24 years in the acid of a... And that tells us, too, that these alligators, they're not just chilling in ponds the whole time. They get out into the world, and they go do whatever they do, and then they go back to the pond. If you saw that alligator lunchbox, what would you do? Oh, I'd run. I, I, but they're <laughs> supposed to be fast, aren't they? I mean, supposedly alligators and crocodiles are fast, but that thing is huge. I'd have to run. I would like yeah, to say I'd wrestle it, but it's too big. You're not wrestling it. It is huge. <laughs> It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. something good. The videos on social media that I love to watch are when cops go into neighborhoods and start playing basketball or football with kids. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Pretty cool. So in Delaware, there was a state trooper that was playing with a playing basketball with a bunch of boys, but there's a nine-year-old kid named Rakir Allen. And he just has a great personality. And every time the cop would make a three-pointer, he would say, that's curry, dude. That's curry. And so the cop said, your, your energy is so great. You have such a positive attitude. He went back, bought him a pair of sneakers, and they were shoes that were designed by Steph Curry. So oh, here you go. Cool. Since you say I'm curry, here's some shoes that are designed by Steph Curry. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I love those videos, too. They, like, really make me feel good. Do you ever look and see if they take their guns off before they start shooting? <laughs> I don't I know. That's a real question. I don't me know. Me either. And you don't just want to take your gun off because what if something happens and you need it, but is it okay to play basketball with a gun? It's <laughs> a great question, Moses. I don't know. Next time I watch one of those videos, I'm going to look yeah, for that. Yeah, pinch in and zoom and see if he's wearing a gun. <laughs> all right. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On our voicemail lines last night, we had so many calls. This is one we got from Pat. Hey, guys. I'm calling about Lunchbox saying those comments about Shaq and the engagement ring that he, why don't people call when he buys stuff? Lunchbox, be a little bit more humble. Maybe if you didn't expect people to do things like that, they would. Have a great day. I think, too, Shaq does this stuff all the time. Lunchbox has done it once at a sub shop. And also Shaq's famous. You and know? so am I. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. And you're not Shaq famous. Not Shaq famous. I understand, but no one, like, I, whenever I go to PetSmart, I've been there so many times and no <laughs> one has ever called to say I donate the $2. Like, I that, don't that's understand. Not like, news. <laughs> that's news. And, and then Shaq, he even, when Shaq was bragging on himself when he was talking about, I just like to make people happy, he was like, the other day I bought some woman furniture, so... If no one would have known about that, but he had to point it out so people would say, hey, man, Shaq's a nice dude. Look at him. 
So, yes, people who do nice things, they like to point it out also. In the video that Shaq had uh, no control about putting on the internet, Shaq was in a jewelry store looking to buy some earrings, and this guy was getting his the info on his ring that he had on layaway. Shaq's like, here, let me just buy that for you. Somebody else was recording it and then posted it. Shaq didn't post it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do that. And then Lunchbox gets so mad because the one time he bought sub sandwiches for everybody, <laughs> it didn't make the news. For a bit. And then he even called as Nico Jackson to report that Lunchbox <laughs> bought him a sub sandwich. <laughs> Uh, hey, I would say if you want the, the cred, keep doing it. Go out and keep doing good stuff for good people all the time. She says, "Lunchbox, be humble." Like, is he? Po- is it possible? Like, what? I think you can fake humble. I think he can do that and pull it off. We tell no those- one's humble about it. Okay, well, Shaq didn't have anything to do with that getting up. He uh, talked about it once. It was a story. There you go. All right, let's do the news. Here we go. Bobby's big story. This guy is basically a real life Forrest Gump. A guy ran from Disneyland to Disney World. What? That's across the country. Disneyland is in California. Yep. Disney World is in Florida. Florida. Here is a clip from WESH2 News in Central Florida. He ran from Disneyland in California to Disney World in Florida. And getting a big welcome at the Magic Kingdom, he felt his spirit lifted. I love you guys. This is the best surprise in the world. His biggest motivator, though, the reason he's running about 2,800 miles across the country, he wants to show his type 1 diabetes isn't holding him back. And after decades of defying limitations from the disease, he wants to prove to others they can, too. That's a pretty cool story. He averaged 32 miles a day, which is longer than a marathon, by the way, every single day. He ran 88 days and ran all the way across the country. That's amazing. I love the story. It's amazing. The only thing that kind of creeps into my, my, my mind is... Does he have a job? Mm. Did he ask off? <laughs> what was his boss's reaction? There's just a lot of things. I love it, though. It's pretty cool. That's a good story. All right, more news. Bobby's other story. A former sheriff's dispatcher in a suburb of New Orleans has been arrested, accused of refusing to return more than $1.2 million that had been accidentally deposited into her bank account. <laughs> her- <laughs> and what, what does she do? Her name is Kellen. She's 33. She's a former sheriff's dispatcher. Now, I don't know if she was a dispatcher until this happened. Did she quit or they fired? I don't know. Said she was taken into custody Wednesday on charges of theft valued over $25,000, bank fraud, and illegal transmission of monetary funds. The report said she was fired after the arrest. Oh, there you go. She's being held on a big bond. She is accused of immediately moving the funds to another account hey. and using some of the money <laughs> to buy a new car and a house. She had plans for that cash. Authorities said a clerical error had caused Charles Schwab, a major financial service corporation, to deposit more than $1.2 million into her account when it only meant to transfer about $82 into her account. <laughs> uh, I know we all have thoughts on this. <laughs> Mine are, they screwed up, give the money back. Yours are? Uh, you screwed up and you, I mean, she deserves some of the money, I, I feel. I, I know that you it's a company. You she deserves some of the money? I, you got to understand when they're, when like, what happens when people mess up? You pay the consequence. There's no consequence when people, people accidentally put money in your account. It's weird. It's against the law. I understand, but it's an accident. You can be like, I'm sorry. I know you. we got okay, your how hopes much up. They, how much do they give her for her hopes? Maybe 10%. That would be how much. Oh, Come on. No way. You want to give her five grand? Okay. <laughs> Something. But you know, you don't owe. Did you say 10%? 10%. You're out of your mind. Lunchbox, your thoughts? Listen, I don't understand why she was charged with wire fraud. They're the ones that wired her the money. So if anything, they're the ones that committed the fraud. Why aren't we pressing charges against them? If I see that money in my bank account, I'm not going to start calling people like, hey, man, like there's this money in my bank account. You think it's mine? No, you gave me the money. It's a present. Sort of like an engagement ring. You can't just take it back. Sorry. You gave it to me. That is not a present. The law says it's not a present. And the fact it's fraud because she knew it wasn't hers and she started sending it across other accounts. Like, that's the wire fraud. No, that's fraud. Right. She knew it wasn't hers. So you started spending it. You can't do that. If, Lunchbox, you've had your check be overpaid at work, you can't go, oh, sorry, you guys messed up. I mean, you're not getting it back, can you? No, uh, you're not going to see me call them and tell them they did it. Okay, but you're not going to spend it and not give it back. That's what it's she sort did. of like the ATM. Remember when I went to the ATM and I deposited those checks and they gave me the extra amount of money? You think I called them and said, hey, guys, you actually gave me the extra money. Nope, I booked a trip to Vegas. And he said, what did he say? Something like, sorry. What, what was his thing? Yep, oh. money's gone. Sorry. <laughs> but what happened with that money? Oh, uh, They eventually took it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also on the news, this naked streaker 
went out at a soccer game. Have you seen the story? No. He hid in the stadium for 14 hours. Just to do this? Just to run out naked. <laughs> That's kind of his thing. This is in Europe. And so here they are. This is an audio clip of them trying to grab him and arrest him off the field, butt naked. <laughs> oh. Roughly six minutes into the game, <laughs> he ran out there. I feel bad for the guy that has to tackle him. But you know, like you don't want to just tackle a naked dude. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm just like, oh, crikey. <laughs> it's your turn, Bill. <laughs> oh, no. You know, but go. I admire him going there and hanging out. We Once when I was living back in Arkansas, we were working in Little Rock, and we were break. This station had come out. This, this other DJ had come out, and I put stickers all over our van. It was Ooh. like a little rivalry. Yeah, I was ticked. And... So to get back at them, I wanted to go break in their station and take over the airwaves. <laughs> Almost the same thing. It was taking a <laughs> hey, listen, it was taking a, a gun to a knife fight for sure, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But also, don't mess with me. I will burn. Listen, you come and you pee on my yard, I burn your neighborhood Dang. down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. And so I had my guy at the time, Gilligan. We got him into the building. He stood on top of the toilet for hours so they wouldn't see any feet in the stall. So <laughs> That's I, commitment. I get it. I get it. Buddy. Waiting for the payoff. That's right. And we burned that neighborhood down. <laughs> All right, that's the news. Thank you, guys. Bobby's Big Story. You know, DMX died on Friday. Yeah, I saw that. Real name was Earl Simmons. Here's a clip of Party Up here. I was watching some footage of him play at massive festivals with 100,000 people, and the whole crowd just into it. It was a hip-hop show slash like an alternative rock show because they're moshing at the same time. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I was just reading about his upbringing. A really, really hard background. Uh, died at 50 years old. But Damn. again, Earl Simmons was his name. So I read that story. And then I saw tomorrow is Thomas Jefferson's birthday. Which, what president was he, guys? Thomas Jefferson. He was the third. Nice. Wow. Yeah. After John Adams. They both have pretty... That's right, Eddie. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. <laughs> they they both have pretty presidential names. Earl Simmons. Interesting. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. So here's the game. I will give you the person. You tell me if they're a famous president or famous rapper. Ooh. Oh, boy. Okay? This should be easy. Write your answers down. We'll do seven of these. Up first, William Henry Harrison. Famous president or famous rapper? Lunchbox, you're first. That is definitely a president. Eddie? He's a president. Morgan? Definitely a president. That's correct. That's softball. You all got one point there. Next up, Chancellor Jonathan Bennett. <laughs> famous rapper, oh, famous president from back in the day. All right. Chancellor Jonathan Bennett. Lunchbox? Also known as Chance the Rapper. Eddie? Wow, I did rapper. I don't know who, but I did a rapper. Morgan? Yeah, I didn't know who it is, but it's definitely a rapper. Chancellor Jonathan Bennett is... Chance the Rapper. <laughs> oh, good job, Lunchbox. All right. Next up, Calvin C. Broadus. Hmm? Calvin C. Broadus. I'm in. Lunchbox? Snoop Dogg, Rapper. Eddie? Ah, uh, yeah, rapper. I don't know which one, though. Morgan? I didn't learn him in history class. I think he's a rapper. Okay, that is Snoop Dogg, correct? <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Calvin. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. You guys are pretty good at this. How about Willie Maxwell II? Hmm. Hmm. I'm in. Willie Maxwell II. I'm in. Lunchbox? That has to be a rapper. Eddie? I don't know a president named Willie, other than Bill Clinton. <laughs> no, so. William? No. No, but you didn't go by Willie. No. Oh, man, you could do that to us, though, could you? Um, no, nah, I go rapper. Morgan? Yeah, it doesn't sound like a president. I'm going with rapper. It is Fetty Wap, the rapper. <laughs> okay. I can't stump you guys. Fetty Wap. How about... Uh, Robert Bryson Hall II. Hmm. What? 
Actually, he was a sir. Sir Robert Bryson Hall II. <laughs> What's his name again? First name? Sir Robert Bryson Hall II. Huh. All right. Rapper or president? I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Lunchbox? Man, if it's a sir, it's got to be a rapper because there ain't no sir presidents. Eddie? Not one of my presidents. That's a rapper. Morgan? <laughs> rapper. That is logic, the rapper. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Here you go. Here's some logic. I don't want to be alive. I just want to die today. Okay. I got two more. Okay. Austin Richard Post. What? Austin Richard Post. Are you saying Post? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, All right. I'm in. I'm in for the win. Eddie? Oh, I'm going to go with uh, not a president. That is Post Malone. Lunchbox? I I had to ask you that because I think it's Post Malone. I couldn't hear what you were saying. Yeah, I purposely wasn't going Post. (laughs) I was going Austin Richard (laughs) Post. Morgan, what'd you put? Yeah, that's Posty, baby. That's a rapper. (laughs) Posty. I can't get you guys. (laughs) We should know our presidents, though, Bones, you know? Yeah, but look at this group. (laughs) Let's look around the room here and look at this group. (laughs) Chester A. Arthur. Chester A. Arthur. President or rapper? Uh, I'm in. Everybody good? Yeah, I'm in. Lunchbox? That has to be a rapper, man. <laughs> Which one? Um, I was going to say uh, that guy from Lincoln Park. I don't know if you consider him a rapper, though. Chester Bennington. He kind of rapped a little bit. He's mostly the singer. Yeah. Oh. Mike Shinoda was the rapper. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lunchbox thinks that Chester A. Arthur was from Lincoln Park. Eddie? No, Chester had like a long handlebar mustache. He was one of our presidents. Morgan? Yeah, I thought I heard him in, in history class. It's a president. You guys, there's no one named Chester running our country. We never let Chester the... <laughs> nothing. Never mind. <laughs> Chester A. Arthur was the 21st president Woo! of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie and Morgan, you guys just died. <laughs> All right, we'll take it. All right, it. there you go. Uh, nice job, guys. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from South Carolina. A 19-year-old man had some items, cell phone, drugs, alcohol, tobacco, and he's trying to get into friends with at prison. It's like, huh, how am I going to do this? So he tried to break into the prison to deliver it to him. Oh, he broke in. Yeah. His friends were in prison. He had the contraband. Yeah. Four backpacks full, so he tried to break into the prison, set off an alarm, and now he's in jail. <laughs> they just welcomed him. <laughs> All right, now you're here for good. Welcome back, buddy. I mean, you find out who your friends are. Yeah. That guy, he was going down trying to get his friends the goods. Dang. Like a little bit. Maybe the judge goes, you know what? I cut a couple years off for loyalty. <laughs> you can get the bro deal. Yeah, good you bud. get the bro deal. All right, that's it. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. I was reading this story. I, I think their name's the Bayez Twins. They want to be big social media stars. So listen to what happened here. They live in Nashville. And so they want to be so big, they organized a huge party in Nashville to celebrate themselves at Dirk Spentley's Whiskey Row. We've all okay. been there. Sure. According to Scoop Nashville and police reports, the Bias Twins ran up a tab of $17,874 Whoa. at Dirk Spentley's Whiskey Row as part of their birthday celebration, only to tell management they weren't paying. They admitted they didn't have the cash to pay for it all, and they were arrested. In their eyes, and the upside, I guess, here is they think the amount of press they receive from the stunt will make them legends and put them on the map of people who are famous <laughs> for doing absolutely nothing. Legends. How about that story? They, I guess they could start a GoFundMe, huh? And then they can help pay the tab. I mean, is, is that tab done? Like, it's just a loss for Dirk's Bentley Park? How did they spend $18,000? I mean, shots, dude. Shots a lot of are bottles. expensive. Bottles. No, bottles. They're not doing shots. $18,000? You're not doing $17,000 worth of shots. And how many people are this, this party? Lots. I just can't imagine an $18,000 bill. And then the people are like, hey, pay up. They're like, ah, we don't got it. And they're recording it. <laughs> That's crazy. Ah, we don't got it. Just kidding. 
Uh, they Morgan. have 510 followers on Instagram. They have how many? 510. Thousand? No, oh, 510. That's on their group account. On their Jacob, one of the brothers, he has 1,800. You're getting there, bub. <laughs> Just keep fighting. Lame, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, wait, let's see what his brother has. Jared has, oh, Jared's got 3,500. Hmm. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Tell your friends about us if you don't mind. Instagram, I'm Mr. Bobby Bones. I need more followers so when I don't pay a tab, I can just. <laughs> Not like these That's two dudes. It. All right, bye, guys. Yeah. The Bobby Bones Show.